to day four of the Two Brothers and Their Sports Holiday Specials. Today, we're going to be airing a rerun of an interview with Pistons forward Mason Plumley. At the time of the interview, he was on the Denver Nuggets when they were making a playoff push in the NBA bubble. Now, please enjoy our interview with Nuggets forward Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley is a forward for the Denver Nuggets of the NBA. During his four-year collegiate career at Duke University, he helped lead the Blue Devils to an NCAA championship and twice earned first-team all-academic honors. Mr. Plumley was drafted in the first round of the 2013 NBA draft by the Brooklyn Nets. In his rookie season, Mr. Plumley was a part of the 2014 NBA All-Rookie First Team and helped represent Team USA in the 2014 FIBA Basketball World Cup, where he took home the gold medal. Now, Mr. Plumley is widely recognized as one of the top playmaking forwards in the world. Mr. Plumley, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing, your sports career, and your career at Duke in the NBA. Definitely. So I grew up in Warsaw, Indiana, um, small town northwest. And I started playing basketball when I was really young. I had two brothers that played also, and then both my parents played in college. So I've always been around the game. Um, I've always loved it. Um, I went from Indiana to North Carolina for high school. I played three years of high school ball in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, we won, you know, three state championships while I was there. And then I went to Duke and played there for four years. And uh, that was that was a great four-year experience. I really enjoyed playing for Coach K. And then since uh, college, I've played for three different NBA teams. I've played for the Brooklyn Nets, I've played for the Portland Trailblazers, and I've played now for the Denver Nuggets for three years. Arsh and I are brothers, and we play sports and talk about sports all day long. You have two brothers, Miles and Marshall Plumley, who also played college basketball at Duke. What impact did your brothers have on your game? They had a big impact because, as you guys know, there's always somebody to play with. Um, I think, you know, growing up in Indiana, there wasn't like a – I mean, we had the YMCA, we had the boys club, we had things like that, but, you know, not everybody was always there to play. Um, You couldn't just go to the park and get a pickup game. So we had each other, and that really helped us, um, you know, stay, stay with the game and work out together and, uh, I loved I loved growing up with those guys, and I was a better player for it. You grew up in a very athletic family. How did that help prepare you for the future? Well, my parents understood, um, as you guys will experience, like everybody grows at, at different times, but it's it's important to work on the skills because the skills, they'll translate, um, and you just never know, like, you know, I was a little undersized when everybody else hit puberty, and I was a little bit of a late bloomer. So I think just having parents that understood that, they just encouraged me to work on my whole game and have fun, um, you know, working on the passing, the dribbling, the shooting, things like that. And eventually, you know, if you'll become the athlete that you're born to be, but you can't put all your cards in, in, uh, in that, or you can't put all your eggs in that basket, so to speak. Yeah, Arsh and I understand that 100%. So why did you choose to go to Duke? 
So Duke was an easy choice for me because when Coach recruited me, um, we had the most uh, the most common common ground in terms of vision for for myself and what I wanted to do. Um, he's a, a great coach. I mean, his record speaks for itself. But at the time, he was coaching the USA team, and to see what he was doing with that was um, really inspiring. And then also to be part of that next wave of Duke players. Uh, you know, he had good players there already, like John Shire and uh, Kyle Singler. And then, you know, you could just tell that he was getting the best players year after year because, you, have, you know, Kyrie comes in my second year. Um, and we were just fortunate to have a lot of talent. Tell us about the day, the feeling, and the experience when you won the 2010 NCAA championship with your brother. I mean, it was a special time. Um, I think we all watched that tournament growing up, as you guys, I'm sure, do. And to be the last team standing is, is an unreal feeling. So uh, I embraced that moment. I enjoyed it. And, you know, I was grateful to be a part of that team. Yeah, and you talked about this a little bit, but what were some of your dreams as a kid? Yeah, one of my dreams as a kid was was to be an all-star in this league. Um, you know, there's there's uh, there's levels in the league, and, you know, at first you get here and, and you're happy to be here, and then you want to establish yourself. But, you know, as a kid growing up, I was a big Vince Carter, Allen Iverson, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan. Those were the guys um, who were in their prime when I was watching the game. So seeing those guys playing all-star games and uh, that was something that I had always hoped to achieve. Um, but, but the NBA is, it's, uh, it's a great dream. It's a great goal. And I just, I'm so grateful to, to be a part of this league. You must have been on cloud nine when the Brooklyn Nets drafted you in the first round of the 2013 NBA draft. Did you expect that you would be picked in the first round? I did expect to be picked in the first round. I didn't think I would get drafted by the Nets. Um, what's interesting is you actually go and work out for probably 15, 20 teams before the draft. And then what happens is from from there, you, you end up getting picked. But I did not work out for the Nets. So when they drafted me, I was a little surprised. But I was glad that they did. What emotions were running through your head when the Nets drafted you with the 22nd overall pick that night? So, you know, I was in Brooklyn when it happened. The The draft was at the Barclays Center. Um, you know, I met Jason Kidd, who was our coach at the time, and Billy King, the GM, right there on the spot. And I was grateful uh, to share that moment with them. And then it, it turned into really one of the most fun years I've ever had playing basketball was my rookie year. And, and uh, I couldn't have been uh, in a better place to start my career than with a lot of really good veteran players. After your rookie season, you received many honors, including not only 2014 NBA All-Rookie First Team, but you were also part of Team USA in the 2014 FIBA Basketball World Cup. What was it like reconnecting with your college coach, Coach K, during the World Cup? It was great to play for him again. It's it was an unexpected thing. You know, I was I was invited to be part of the select team which scrimmages against the national team and I had really good practices so they pulled me up onto the national team and uh to play with coach in that group was was a treat and, and we had a really good run there in uh Spain. 
What have some of your favorite moments been in the NBA? Some of my favorite moments? Uh, to me, there's, you know, I've been on two teams, well, really now three teams that have won a, a playoff series. And to me, those those are the best moments because you, you play a team five, six, seven games, and you feel like you know them so well, and, and you come out on top of that. Um, it's just a, it's a great feeling. And those, those moments have been special to me. Also, that moment on April 8th, 2014, when you blocked superstar LeBron James and the final seconds to seal the win for your team was epic. Tell us how that came about and what was your reaction after that? You know, it was just a, a, a big play and a big moment. Um, LeBron had the ball coming down the lane and I had to go meet him up top to, to give us a chance to win. And, uh, you know, I think what, what was lost on that play is the, the rest did a really good job. Cause I think, you know, you, you have an MVP coming down the lane and he gets blocked. A lot of times people will call that a foul, but, um, it was a good play and it was a, it was an uplifting play for our team. And, um, we, we got some momentum off of that. So switching gears a little bit, tell us about this bubble, what it is and how it works. So the bubble is where we're at down here in Orlando. I'm, I'm talking to everybody from the bubble and it's, it's an enclosed area. I shouldn't say enclosed. We have security at all the, um, at all the, the outlets and the roads, um, to make sure that nobody comes in or out of the bubble that's not supposed to. And within the bubble, we get tested every day for COVID. And if we're testing negative, then we can keep practicing and playing with our team. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's a great thing that the NBA has put together in order to allow us to finish the season. Explain to us what your daily schedule looks like. So our daily schedule, we, the practice times are always, uh, different, but you know, you have a, a two hour, two and a half hour window on the court with your team. Um, you have three meals provided for you down in the, in the meal room. And other than that, it's, it's pretty simple living. You can go to the pool and hang out. Um, you can hang out in your room and watch movies. You can go golfing. Um, but the extracurriculars are less and there's just a lot of downtime here at the property. How are some of your teammates and fellow NBA players reacting to the bubble? I think guys are handling it well. Um, you know, the, the food, the food was getting some criticism when we got here, but, um, it's been really good the last couple days and, uh, as long as guys are fed well and they have a place to, to relax and hang out, so we have a really nice player's lounge, which is good, um, that's all they really need. There are many amenities in the bubble. This must be unreal for a lot of players. What impact do you think this has on the way NBA players prepare and play? I think it's good for guys to have uh, you know, hobbies and activities that can take their mind off the game. Um, sometimes it can be, you know, a high stress environment. Um, you can just be fixated on the last game, the next game, whatever it is. And, uh, it's not worth, uh, it's not worth consuming your whole day. So for them to provide things like that, I think is really good. This is obviously a unique time for all of us. How are NBA players, including yourself, preparing for the NBA playoffs to start in the bubble? 
Well, we have two scrimmages left, and then we'll play eight regular season games. And when those games are over, then we'll we'll go into the playoffs. So we're just right now our team. We're trying to get all our all of our teammates down here to Orlando, and we're trying to get everybody healthy so that we're ready to go when the eight games start. What advice do you have for kids like us who are aspiring to be professional athletes someday? I would just say, you know, fall in love with the game, um, work on your fundamentals. You know, there's, um, there's so much that the game can do for you and it's, it's great to aspire to reach the highest levels. Um, you know, I still have aspirations for my career that I haven't achieved yet as I shared with you earlier, but never lose sight of, of the fact that the, the game is um, it's unique and that it can open a lot of doors for you. It can provide a lot of opportunities and it can curate a lot of great relationships. So, you know, aside from, you know, I think if you talk not just to me, but any NBA player, you know, when I was a kid, yeah, I wanted to play in the NBA, but I never thought that I would run a basketball camp in Dubai. I never thought that I'd meet President Obama. You know, I never thought that I'd go play in Shanghai. Like, those are things that have come with the game that I never would have anticipated. And, uh, you know, I, I have really good friends from high school that have gotten to go and play in Tokyo or they've gotten paid to go play in Europe. And there are just so many, um, you know, other guys have become uh, college or NBA coaches. Other guys have, you know, started their own leagues. Um, so it's it's an incredible sport. Um, just like there are other sports out there, but whatever you're, whatever you're passionate about, just throw yourself into it and, um, whatever you give to it, I'm, I'm sure we'll come back around. Mr. Plumley, thank you so much for joining us today. We had a great time speaking to you. It was awesome to hear your insight and sneak peek about the NBA bubble. We appreciate your time and best of luck in the playoffs. We'll be cheering for you in the Denver Nuggets. Thanks, guys. You know, I've done a lot of podcasts during this quarantine, and this this is definitely my favorite. So I appreciate you guys inviting me on. Yeah.